welcome to our podcast for Sunday the 7th of March from Gifnock South Parish Church. It's good to have you with us this morning. Let's open our worship this morning together with a prayer. Let's pray together. Eternal God, whose signature we see if we dare to look in the creation of the universe, help us this hour to look and to listen for your handwriting and your voice in this place. Connect our temporary praise to your timeless rhythms, your ageless melodies, your everlasting joyful noise. Guide us now to focus upon you, knowing that in you our distractions become new possibilities for action. Breathe life into our singing, our praying, our speaking, our listening, our touching that all these activities might become more than they are. In our worship we reach out to you, O God, knowing that you have already enfolded us in your arms. In Jesus we pray. Amen. This morning our reading comes from John's Gospel at chapter 2, verses 13 to 22. It's a passage that you'll know. Jesus clears the temple courts. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, Get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, What sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you're going to raise it in three days. But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. John 2 verse 21 The religious people that day didn't get that. They didn't understand that he was talking about the temple of his body because for them it was just business as usual. Animals were being bought and sold, coins were being changed, all the usual people had their usual places and usual roles. This is one of those stories that we need to set aside what we've often been told or thought that this story is about so we can hear it again, maybe for the first time. I don't think this story is simply about Jesus getting angry. Jesus got angry. We get angry. It's okay 
to get angry. That misses the point. There's much more to this story than that. And I don't think it's about the animals or the money changers being in the temple. Jesus must have known they were there. He grew up as a faithful Jew going to the temple. He didn't turn up that day and say, wow, there are animals and money changers here. I didn't know about this. This is wrong. The animals and the money changers had always been there. That's how the system worked. It was business as usual for them to be there. I think Jesus went to the temple that day for one purpose. To throw out and overturn business as usual. There are times when we need the tables of our life overturned. It's so easy to fall into that trap of business as usual. We've all pushed the autopilot button and life became mechanical. We go through the motions, we turn up but we're not really there. That's business as usual. Or how about this, we've all smiled that I'm fine and everything's okay smile. But behind the smile there was an emptiness, we felt hollow and maybe our heart was breaking. That's carrying on with business as usual. Or maybe we wake up in the morning and we're as exhausted as when we went to bed the night before. Business as usual. Or we felt like we were just not ourselves. Nothing seemed right. Boredom overcame creativity. There was no enthusiasm, wonder or imagination. It was just business as usual. Sometimes we look at life and the world and it all seems in vain. We're busy but not really getting anywhere. There's no depth or meaning, only business as usual. And business as usual can happen anywhere, in friendships, in marriages, in parenting, in work and in church. Those things I've just described are not, however, the problem. They are the symptom. In the same way that the animals and money changers in the temple are not the problem, they are the symptoms of something deeper going on. The problem is not so much in the temple as it is in the human heart. That deeper issue is what gives rise to business as usual. Sometimes it's about our fear. We're fearful about what's happening in our life or the uncertainty of the future and we want some kind of security and predictability so we can keep on doing the same old things. Business as usual is predictable and steady, but it creates only the illusion of security. Sometimes business as usual is a symptom of grief or sorrow. Sometimes it's because something's been lost. We can't get back the life we want, so we cling to business as usual because it's familiar and we want some stability. Other times we're so busy and worn out making a living that life turns into one task after another, one appointment after another, a never-ending to-do list, and it's business as usual. Maybe we've taken people, relationships and things for granted. Maybe we've lost our sense of gratitude, of wonder or mystery. I'm not saying any of that as a criticism or judgment of you, me or anyone else. I'm just naming what often happens to us. What has business as usual looked like in your life? In what ways is it business as usual for you today? 
There are thousands of reasons and ways in which we fall into business as usual. There's one thing, however, that I keep coming back to, and that is forgetfulness. Business as usual is born out of forgetfulness. We forget that we really are the temple of God's presence. We forget that all of creation is the residence of God. We forget that in whatever direction we might turn, there is the face of God gazing upon us. And as soon as we forget about those things, about ourselves, about each other or the world, life becomes business as usual. And I think that's what happened in the temple. They didn't see themselves or one another as the true temple of God. It was all about the human-built temple, the animals and the coins. They'd forgotten that God was more interested in them than in their festivals and that God wanted them more than their offerings. When we forget that we are the temple of God, life can easily become a series of transactions. Relationships and intimacy are lost. Priorities get rearranged. Making a living replaces living a life. And life becomes a marketplace rather than a place for meeting the holy in ourselves and in one another. And it's business as usual. That's what Jesus is overturning and driving out in the temple. In John's Gospel, this happens at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. The word became flesh, water became wine, and now the temple is becoming human. And it doesn't stop there. Throughout the rest of the gospel, Jesus interrupts business as usual. Remember the Samaritan woman at the well? She's had five husbands and she's living with a man who's not her husband. Despite what we have done to her, that's not a statement about her. It's another manifestation of business as usual. Her first husband died, divorced her or ran off. Who knows? What we do know is that it was improper and dangerous to be a woman without a man in those days. Business as usual meant she had to belong to a man. So there was a second man, and a third, and a fourth, and a fifth, and a sixth. And Jesus meets this woman at the well and interrupts business as usual. It's not about the man or men in her life. It's about her. Jesus recognises her as the temple of God. It's neither on this Samaritan mountain nor in Jerusalem. She is now the well of living water. Or how about that man that spent 38 years on a mat? He was paralysed and always trying to get into that pool of water that would heal him. But somehow, someone always got there first. The same ground, the same mat, the same paralysed legs, the same failed effort. It was 38 years of business as usual. And then Jesus comes and says, stand up, take your mat and walk. And the man did. He rose up to a new life and business as usual had again been interrupted. And let's not forget the 5,000 people that show up empty and hungry. Philip's sure there's not enough. There's no way to feed them. Empty and hungry People are business as usual. But Jesus had other plans. Two fish and five loaves are more than enough. Everyone was satisfied and twelve baskets were filled with leftovers. 
It was not business as usual for the empty and the hungry that day. Over and over again, Jesus is interrupting, disrupting, overturning and throwing out business as usual. Business as usual is destructive of our lives and relationships. It destroys our ability to see and participate in the holy that's already present in and among us. The word became flesh so that the temple might become human. Jesus continues to overturn and throw out business as usual because the truth is there are still Samaritan women waiting at that well in our world today. There are still lame people grounded by business as usual. Empty and hungry people are still a reality in our world and waiting to be fed. Maybe for us today, this isn't about other people. Maybe you're the woman at the well. Maybe you know what it's like to be grounded and paralysed. Maybe you're empty and hungry today. Maybe business as usual needs to be interrupted in your life. Regardless of who we are, what we've done or left undone, or how we see or judge our life, we are the temple of God. And there is one who stands in the temple of our life, interrupting business as usual. So ask yourself this. What tables in your life need to be overturned? What animals need to be driven out? I'm not asking about what needs to happen so that you can become holy or become the temple, but so that you can see that you already are the temple and you can claim what's already yours. Jesus doesn't make us into something we're not. He calls us back to who we've always been. He was speaking of the temple of our body. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. now to follow the way of Jesus and to see others as he did, dare to give freely as he did and to love unconditionally as he did. Go embraced by the source of life, love and hope in the company of the word of life, encouraged by the breath of life. Amen.